This is the Big Church Podcast. In the book of Isaiah, it says, Behold, I do a new thing. God's doing a new thing in our church. I can feel the shift. I can feel God where he's trying to take us to. And it's being birthed. We've been going through some birth, birthing in the last several months. But God's about to birth something and he's about to make our pain. Oh, he's, a, he's about to make our pain our pleasure. So let's give him a hand clap of praise this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you're good, God. You're so good. So good. So good. Woo! (sighs) Gotta get myself composed here, y'all. Yeah, I'm sitting down up here. Y'all noticed? Having a little foot trouble, but it's okay. I'll try to sit here as long as I can, but you know, it probably won't last real long. But really, as I said just a minute ago, over the past few weeks, there's just been a real shift that's happening. And that is happening, it's going to happen. We've revisited a lot of things and we've reevaluated some things. And um, I just feel like we've got our energy back. I mean, come on, anybody feel energized? I, I feel like I got my energy back. And, you know, it was great having Nicole. How many enjoyed Nicole last week? She was awesome. And you're going to see her and her husband uh, a lot over the next probably six months to a year. They've wanted to come down and be a part. And it was really encouraging for us to hear from her about, you know, sometimes when people are on the outside looking in, they were like, no, this is good, good going on. You got this going on. You know, sometimes when you're in it, you can only find the negative. You can only find the bad things. But it was so good to hear her refreshing and, and her saying that she really wanted to come and be a part of what God was doing here. But, uh, it, you know, talking about our core values, anybody know our core values in here? I'm not going to repeat them all, but the very first one, I actually went back and revisited them th- this week. And, but one of our core values is Jesus is our message. And over the next few weeks, it, actually all the way through Christmas, you're going to hear a lot of Jesus stories. Is that Okay. Jesus is the reason for the season. You know how to, that was pretty cheesy, wasn't it? But he's the reason for the season. He is the reason that we're here and we have peace and joy. So over the next few uh, weeks, we're going to be talking about him a lot. But let me tell you something. Life is full of choices, right? It's estimated, listen to this, it's estimated that the average adult makes 3,500 decisions a day. Where are we going to go? What are we going to see? Who are we going to interact with? And listen, by the time we get home, what's up, right? You're just worn out. You don't want to make any decisions. What you get? How many of y'all go through this one right here? You go, what do, y- what do y'all want to eat? What do you want to eat? <laughs> I don't care. What do you want to eat? After about nine times of that, you, you, you end up eating something in the refrigerator anyway because you can't make up your mind. But by the time we get home, I mean, we're just... We're just spent. We've made so many decisions that we don't want to make another decision. And knowing that all those choices are made each day, it's wise to make the best choices that we can each day and not only make the best choice, but be conscious about our choice. You know, has anyone ever made a bad choice in here? Uh, yeah. Rest of y'all are liars. 
And we had an altar call, we'll have another one. Everybody has made bad choices. You know, we've, had, we've made bad choices in relationships. We've made bad choices in our health. We've made bad choices with uh, criminal records. We've made bad choices in our families. And listen, it might have cost us something. It might have cost some of your family members. It could have cost you some time and also could have cost you some money too of the choices that you made. But listen to this. And Andrew did this in circle. I was like, you've been reading my notes, so don't read my notes. How we choose determines our destination. The choices that we make choose our destination. And it also chooses how long it takes to get from point A to point B. You know, a lot of times God, the Bible says, the steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. Right? How many of us have got out of the order of the Lord? So many times we want to go from point A to point B, and yet so many times we end up doing, uh, no, point A to Z. We end up doing B, D, oh, wait, I'm going to slip on over here to LMNOP. And before too long, it's taken so many steps to get to the place. God had an ordained step for you to go from here to there. But so many choices that we make in our own lives have cost us to make trips into places we shouldn't have gone to. It's made us go to other places that God never intended us to go. So how we choose along that journey, because we're all on this journey together, it will determine how fast you get to the destination you're good. I can remember uh, in refuge times, we were talking about, um, talking to all these young people, right? And we were telling them, come on, all you seasoned people in the room here, you're always trying to tell the generation below you what to do, right? No, they look at you like you're trying to tell them what to do. Most of the time, you're just trying to tell them to avoid what you already did. So many times when you're giving, and I'm giving, uh, 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 like, not lectures, that's a bad word. Uh, when I'm giving advice to young people, you know why I'm telling them probably not to do this? It's because I've already, already done it, and I made a mess out of it. But you know what? If you're young, I can tell you one thing right now. When I was younger, I, I, I wish I would have stayed on the spiritual journey that I was on when I was younger. I can tell you right now some financial things that I did when I was younger uh, that I wish I had today. I'd be retired right now. But I had to cash it out to go to Cancun. It was fun, but it would be nice to be retired right now. But so many things that you do when you're young uh, that can save you a lot of problems in, when you get older. But maybe you've made some bad choices. I know everybody has. Maybe you've burned some bridges and, and, you know, maybe there's some past mistakes that you're still not only paying for from someone else, but you're paying for in your own mind. I got good news for you today. The good news is Jesus paid the price for your bad choices. Oh, my foot is feeling so much better. He covered it under the blood, and he chose you. I want you to know that he chose you. You're handpicked by him. So why did God choose us? You know, we're watching. Uh, thank you, Pete, for, uh, for telling us about The Chosen about a year ago. But we're going through The Chosen series right now. And let me just tell y'all, if y'all haven't watched The Chosen, y'all ain't saved. No. <laughs> Kidding. If you haven't watched The Chosen, let me tell you what. I truly believe you need to watch it because it is so good. And what I love about it, the guys have been really enjoying it. You know, we don't have to talk for an hour and a half. We get to watch TV. That always makes a man happy, doesn't it? But they've been really enjoying 
enjoying it. We've been getting, you know, having some good discussions and watching these things. But what I liked about it is it's not cheesy. You know, you watch some of these, uh, um, if you ever watch some of these Christian movies, you're like, where did they get those actors at? <laughs> actors are us or something. But, um, <laughs> but what I love about it, it shows the humanity of Jesus. And there'd be some people back saying, well, I don't know how biblical it is. It's, it's fairly biblical, but also it makes you think it's thought-provoking. It gives you a look at a different perspective of who Jesus is. But the whole premise about this is Jesus is choosing people. And what it made me do, it made me want to go back and revisit the Gospels. You know, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, if you don't know where to start, start right there. Those are the ones right there that will give you the clearest picture of who Jesus is because he is the reason that we are sitting here today. But you know what? It's the inspiration for these next few weeks that we're going to go on a journey yet. But the title of my message today is, I haven't even got to my message yet. Y'all are in trouble. How do we walk? I'm sitting down and I may get to go for an hour here. This is good. How do we walk chosen? Jesus chooses people from all different backgrounds, all different walks of life. In this thing, he shows that he walked up on four fishermen and the fishermen, he said, follow me. And that was just common guys. They were just guys just like you and I. He walked up on a tax collector who was hated at that time, and he said, follow me, and he followed. He walked upon a demon-possessed woman who was hopeless, who had no hope, and all he had to do was one touch changed her whole life. And others that he probably did as he passed by to be chosen. So how do we walk chosen? First of all, number one, if you're taking notes, it's a good time to write number one. You have to acknowledge that you're chosen. First Corinthians, and Tommy, there's a few of these verses in here that you don't have on there, so if I start going through them and you don't have them, don't freak out. First Corinthians 1.26 says this. It says, remember, dear brothers and sisters, that few of you were wise in the world's eyes or powerful or wealthy when God called you or God chose you. Instead, God chose the things of the world chose the things that the word considers foolish in order to shame those who think they are wise. And he chose things that are powerless to shame those who are powerful. God chose the things despised by the world, things counted as nothing at all, and used them to bring to nothing the world, what the world considers important. God loves to work with ordinary, common people just like us. You don't have to be the great prophet. You don't have to be. He likes to take the ordinary people and make something out of them. So listen, if you've been discouraged and you feel like you've been left out, you know, if you're discouraged, you think you've been looked at, looked out and looked over, just remember this. God chose you. The first thing you've got to do to acknowledge you're chosen is listen to me very clearly. You've got to start speaking life. We live in a very, can we be honest? We live in a very, very negative world right now. We, we watch the news and there's 27 minutes of nothing but bad and I'll throw a little hope at the end there. And I heard somebody say one time, if, I wonder what they would do if we had an hour-long news show with nothing but good stories. I said, probably nobody would watch it because of the world that we live in. But we look at social media, we look at our families, and we're just in a very negative. I'm just going to be honest with you this morning. I was raised super negative. 
I was raised in a very hostile family. I was raised where there was anger and, and you know, not a lot of loving and there was a lot of hurtful words. And, and, you know, and my natural tendency sometimes is to go that direction. Sometimes I have to catch myself or my lovely wife will catch me and say, you need to quit speaking that stuff. You need to quit thinking that way. Thank you, babe. Because it's my natural tendency to go that way. And some of you all may have been raised in that particular way. But listen, Proverbs 18.21 says this. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Listen to the last part. And those who love it we're going to eat, is going to eat its fruit. That was my hillbilly way of saying that. But sometimes we speak death over ourselves. How many times? I catch myself saying all the time, Richard, you're so stupid. You know, I'm just, just, just but when I make a mistake or I do something, but that's actually speaking death over yourselves. You know, a lot of times you say, hey, I'm just a failure or, or I can never, ever do that. Do you realize the words that are coming out of your mouth? You're speaking death into your own life. You may be saying that over your finances and saying, I really, I'll never be able to afford that. Well, spend better and you might be able to afford that. Oh, that's another message right there. Sometimes, listen to me, sometimes when no one else is around, you've got to pick yourself up. This morning, I had to pick myself up this morning. My foot is hurting. I'm on medication that makes me feel drowsy. Um, I just, I feel, I kind of felt like crap. I thought I was getting an hour. I shouldn't have said that on TV, sorry. Uh, I said, I was preaching one time in a church and I'd never been in this church and I said that and I thought the pastor's wife was gonna go under the seat and I was like, so I didn't know if that was a bad word or not. But you know, this morning I was really encouraged, uh, discouraged this morning because I thought I was gonna get an extra hour of sleep and my lovely wife comes rolling in at six o'clock and I get up and make my coffee and I'm just like, oh, this is awesome. I'm up at six o'clock. I realized it was five o'clock. By that time, they wasn't going back to sleep. But, you know, this morning, I actually had to speak some encouragement into my life about the way that I was feeling. But the Bible says that David encouraged himself in the Lord. Sometimes there's no one around you to pick you up. Sometimes there's not that person that's going to make that phone call. Sometimes you've got to look at yourself in the mirror, and you just have to say, you know, I'm, gonna be, I'm an overcomer today. I'm going to be the one that's going to be the head and not the tail today. You got to say sometimes, you got to look at your fear and say, fear, you're not allowed to go here. Anger, you're not allowed to be, live in this temple anymore. Anxiety and depression, there's no room for you today. Because sometimes you just got to talk to yourself. You ever talk to yourself in the mirror? You might think you're crazy, but I think sometimes those words will change things. Maybe someone has spoken death over you. Listen to this. You'll never amount to nothing. You're going to be just like your father. You're always going to be like your mother. You'll always be this way. You'll never change. The Bible is sometimes hard to navigate. And it's okay, listen, if you don't understand it all. But you've got to learn how to speak the word. And listen, I've had people say, I, you know, I don't understand the Bible. And You've got to get you some verses. You don't got to get the whole Bible. You got to get you some verses. You know how I got these verses right here? You don't have these, Tommy, so chill. Uh, here's what you got to do. You Google it. 
Sometimes when you're feeling weak, you Google what you do, what does the Bible say in that? And my Bible says I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you feel afraid or anxious, for God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of a sound mind. When you're feeling alone, Psalms uh, says, the Lord is with me. I will not be afraid. What can man do to me? When you're afraid of the world, you've got to understand who your God is. The Lord is with me. He is my helper. When you're feeling overwhelmed, cast your cares upon the Lord and he will sustain you and he will never let the righteous fall. He will never let the righteous fall. Listen, that's just the word. That's just a few verses in the Bible. If you don't understand it all, get you a few verses and live on those verses every day. Our tongues produce life and death and they can either build up or they can tear down. You got to be careful what you say to other people. Proverbs says this, whoever guards his mouth, guards his mouth, preserves his life. He who opens wide his lips comes to ruin. If you like to run off at the mouth all the time before too long, you're going to get yourself in trouble because gossiping is speaking death. Lying about someone is speaking death. Listening to the wrong voices and interacting with them is speaking death into someone's life. You've got to speak life to other people. Proverbs says, kind words are like honey, sweet to the soul and healthy for the body. Sweet. You've got to be sweet to somebody sometimes. You never know what a kind word will do to somebody's day. You don't know what they're going through, and you don't know what, what I love you might mean to someone. You don't know what, hey, I really respect you, and I believe in you, and I'm so proud of you, and you can do this. You might even tell your kids, I love the way you shared your toys today when they're not sharing their toys. You're just building that up. And also work could be, how can I pray for you today? So many people need encouragement today. Walking always means, to, always means to acknowledge God. Look at verse 29. It says, as a result of all these things, no one can ever boast in the presence of God. What I like about this is I'm just going to say this, and there's a whole bunch of people in this room. If it had not been for God, where would you be? If it hadn't been for God, I wouldn't be sitting in this seat right now. If it had not been for God, you wouldn't be where you're at right now. That car would have went off that way. Or, and you know why? It's because he, wants to, he don't want you to ever boast on yourself. I don't care how successful you are. I don't care what line you're in. I don't care what's going on in your life. You always need to give God the glory because you could not get there by yourself. So how do we walk in... Walk chosen, number two of point nine. <laughs> Allow God, you listen, y'all, I'll take some notes on it because this is good. Allow God to change your identity. We have an identity crisis right now in the world, period. People are trying to identify with everything that they're not. They're, they're, they're finding their worth on social media. They're finding an identity out there in their schools with different groups. There's an identity crisis going on. But we all, you know, we used to be in communion with God. Back in the garden, it says that they walked with God in the cool of the day. But when we made one bad choice, it changed everything. 
The world that God designed was corrupted. There was separation from God. There was sin and there was evil. And our thoughts went that way most of the time. We got a lot of stinking thinking going on. Y'all got any stinking thinking? I do. I have to change my, okay, I'm not, I'm not getting ahead. Romans 12, 2 says this. Do not be conformed to this world. The world is the stinking thinking. The world is corrupt. We're not in the world. We're not, we're not to be conformed to the world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I have heard this verse a million times. The renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and the perfect will of God. You gotta renew your mind to know where God wants you to go. 2 Corinthians 10.5, it says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Every thought into captivity. What does that even mean? Let me read this to you. Author Christina Patterson, I saw this, this is awesome, says, our thoughts lead to our beliefs, which lead to our actions, which lead to our quality of lives. Our thoughts have too great an impact for us not to guard them and keep our mind on God's will. What is renewing your mind? Oh, I've heard that one. What does even taking your thoughts captive even mean? You may be looking at me, I don't know what that means. A couple of things we can do is we have to accept responsibility for our thoughts. We can't just pass them off. We have to accept the responsibility for them. And sometimes doing that is confessing that, God, I've got some bad thoughts that are going through my mind right now. I want to kill somebody. Ah, come on, can I, somebody out there a witness to that one, right? Sometimes you just got to tell God he knows your thoughts, but sometimes you just got to point them out to him and say, okay, God, I'm confessing that I'm having a bad day today. I'm confessing that I've talked about somebody. I'm confessing those things. Accept your responsibility for your thoughts. Sometimes, here's a good one, listen to this. Think through your problems rather than just to react to them. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. I need, help me, Lord. There we go. I need help with that one right there every single day because I don't think through sometimes and I just react. Does anybody else do that? And so many times on the other side of reaction, you are thinking, man, I should have really thought that through, right? So sometimes we just have to think through our problems and not react to them. And listen, here's another one. Choose to focus your thoughts on the right things. The Bible says we think about the things that are pure and noble and right and lovely and admirable. So each day when those negative thoughts keep coming in, you need to replace them with the things that are noble and true. You need to speak life into yourself each and every day. And God will change. It'll change things, I promise you. Leanne does a great job with our inner healing uh, ministry here. And she's, uh, I mean, yes. Y'all don't know what a J-O-B that is. That is, yes. But, I mean, she does a great job. But what she does, she takes you and takes you through the prayers and gets you to think about the way you speak about yourself. You think about the way that you see yourself, too. You have to start seeing yourself differently. This, can I just tell you, this is who you are in Christ. 1 Peter 2.9 says this. But you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, 
a holy nation, his own special people, one version calls it peculiar, that you may be proclaim the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. you got to understand that you're chosen. That means you've been selected. You've been picked at the best. God chose his best so you could be chosen. He didn't choose you because you had a lot of money. He didn't choose you because of your social status. He didn't choose you because your religious affiliation. He chose you because you're you. You know, the Bible says you are fearfully and you are wonderfully made. There is nobody else out there like you. So you need to start. Uh, I'm not going to quote Dr. Seuss. I will mess that up so bad. <laughs> there was a good quote from Dr. Seuss. I didn't write it down. There is no other way to get through this but by Jesus. And Nicole said this last week. You gotta quit looking at yourself as a sinner. You're a saint. So many times, I'm, I'm sinner saved by grace. Yeah. You, you are no longer a sinner. You might sin, but you're no longer a sinner. You're a saint. So when you start getting that switch of identity in your life, you're gonna start seeing things differently. You're gonna start focusing on things differently. You're gonna be a whole different person. God changed the names of people in the Bible and it not only changed their names, it changed their identity. He took Jacob, which means the deceiver, he made him into the nation of Israel. He took Simon, he said, oh Simon, Simon, you're gonna be Peter and upon this rock, he didn't just change their name. He changed everything about them. That's what God wants to do. He don't want to do a little bit at a time. He wants to change everything about you. He turned a Saul into a Paul who changed the world and turned it upside down. Verse 9 says this. You're a royal priesthood. You have the status of a king. You know something? You are a child of the king. You got royal blood flowing through your veins. You're seated with him. You ought to be excited this morning. You're seated with him in heavenly places. You're no longer a beggar. You're no longer somebody. You're established and you're a citizen of heaven. Sometimes you just have to go back and read the word and says, I'm not that way, enemy. When it says that you may proclaim the praises of him. It means that you're an ambassador. You speak in behalf of the king. You have authority. You know what you might not think you do, but have you ever seen the, the cop out there directing traffic, right? He's doing this and that and other, and he's going all over the place. There's one guy standing in the middle of thousands of cars, but he has the authority to point them in the right direction. Just by a point of his hand. So we can't look at ourselves as just being this or that. God has given us all authority. That's what the Bible says. Verse 9 also says you're his own people. You're a special people. You're distinct. You're different. You're not normal. I've been called that before by my wife. God has separated us from the rest and he's claimed us as, as his own, and he put his stamp of approval on us. This verse nine has got full of nuggets. Who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. You gotta sometimes forget who you used to be, and you gotta remember where you were. Don't forget how good God's been to you. So many times, attitude of gratitude, so many times we get to grumbling and we forget to, to thank God, but man, where did you used to be? 
I catch myself doing that all the time. Where did I used to be? The enemy always wants to try, to try to remind you of who you used to be, but you need to remind him of whose you are. Left out to chosen. How do we walk chosen? Number three, walk in the fruits of the Spirit. My wife loves the fruit messages. She is really good at them too. But we walk in the fruits of the Spirit. What does that even mean? What are the fruits of the Spirit? Shout one out to me. How about back row? Anybody know the fruits of the Spirit? All the front row got them. <laughs> Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Galatians 5.22 said this. But the Holy Spirit, listen, you don't produce these fruits. The Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There is no law against these things. Those who belong to Christ, those who are chosen by Christ, have nailed their passions, the things they want, their desires, to, their sinful nature, to the cross and crucified it and left it there. You left it there. You left it there. You don't carry it anymore. You left it there. You got to understand that when he said you're forgiven, that means you're forgiven. The Bible says as far as the east is from the west, he's cast your sins. So don't be rehearsing them back over in your life. Love is patient. Thank you, honey, for being patient. Love is kind. I need help with that one. We all need help with that one. But we talk about joy and peace. Many people say they're saved and they walk around like they just sucked a lemon. I'm sorry, I'm a hillbilly. But listen to me. They walk around depressed all the time and ask them how, yeah, something's happened today, I don't know. Where do you go to church? Oh, church, big church. I hope nobody acts like that and they say they go to big church, no. The Bible says this, listen, laughter is good medicine. I love to laugh. I love to make others laugh. Sometimes I'm not funny, but that's okay. <laughs> laughter is good medicine. Sometimes you just need a good laugh. Have you ever felt good after you've laughed? Oh my gosh, it's such good things. But there's peace. Can, I, can you listen to me on this one? If there's always chaos, if there's always fear, if there's always doubt, if, all, if, if, if the alarm's always going off in your life, you need to have a, a check with God. Let me be honest. It's okay to have a bad day. If all seven of them are bad, you, you need a checkup. It's okay to have a bad hour, but if all 24 of them are bad, you need a checkup with God. Because God gave us peace. Ask him to increase your peace. Faithfulness. Let your yes be yes and your no be no. So many times our yes is maybe. Or our yes is I'll think about it. Or our yes is but I don't show up. Oh, help me, Lord. Faithfulness is one of the fruits of the Spirit. Here's a good one. Patience means perseverance, able to tolerate delays. 
How many likes traffic? Kidding, I hate traffic. But how many struggle with that one? How many want it done now? Right? We live in a microwave society, right? And we want it done now, and it better be done now. And if you can get it any quicker than now, then I'll take now. It's good. But patience is the thing that keeps you steady under pressure. You know, it's the thing that keeps you focused when, man, you're wanting to go 100 miles an hour, and God is like, eh, pull back here a little bit. It helps you to not surrender to the circumstances that are around you. The Bible says those that wait upon the Lord shall what? Renew their strength. Sometimes getting ahead of God makes you less strong. Those that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. Listen to this. Just because God has delayed something in your life, that does not mean he's denied it. Delayed doesn't mean denied. Sometimes, listen, sometimes God knows the end from, no, 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 no. He knows the end from the beginning. He knows everything. But sometimes he always knows what's good for you, even when you don't know what's good for you. So many times we're waiting on something and we're like, oh my gosh, it's gonna be so good, it's so good, and it never happens. And then you'll find out a year or two or three or four or five or six later, they say, God, thank you that you didn't allow me to go that direction. Thank you, you didn't let me marry that man. <laughs> Kidding, men are awesome. Uh, <laughs> gosh, I'm not half done, y'all. We're, we're, oh, here we go. I knew this was gonna be long. The word says, here's the good thing about to remember. The word said that God is long-suffering toward who? Toward us. You know why he's long-suffering? Because he doesn't want anyone to perish. Why do you think God hasn't come back right now? Because he's looking down going, one more day. One more day. He's long-suffering for us. Gentleness, to be peaceable, gentle, showing every consideration to all men and self-control. Proof of that God is working in our lives is the ability to control our thoughts, to control our words, and control our actions. Listen, we're naturally weak. I'm not giving us a, a go past go, um, $200 past go on that. We're naturally weak, but that's why we need the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit each and every day in our lives. We need to get up and welcome him into our life because, listen, it's bad out there. It's bad out there. You need the Holy Ghost to go with you everywhere you go. We have to give our thoughts, our words, and actions. But we also have to make a conscious effort to do that. Number four, how do we walk chosen? Number four, we stay close. Listen, that's why this is important. That's why church is important. Because we need each other. We're better together. Bible says it's important because it's called the bride of Christ. Listen to Hebrew 10, 25. It said, let us not neglect our meeting together. Can I be honest with you? So many pastors right now are very discouraged about numbers. I mean, it's not, it's not just our church. It's, it's everywhere. They're getting very discouraged about that. That's why it's very important to be in the house. Not just because we can, so we can count you as a tally mark. Not that. It's important that you're in the house because... Your, your good week can help somebody's bad week. Your bad week, you need help from somebody who's had a good week. It says, let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now. Especially now you see the day of his returning is drawing near. Stay close to the body and you'll be so strong. 
that when the enemy comes, you'll have, uh, you'll have something to help you fight the attack. You know, you need to get in a crew. If you're not in a crew, it's so good to be in a crew. It's so good to do life together with someone. Thank you all for who serve in this church, but if you're not serving, serve, because you don't know what it's like to, 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 to be able to serve people every week. And stay in covenant. A covenant is a chosen relationship. Pastor Lonnie did such a great job with this one. But it's a chosen relationship or partnership. It's a sacred agreement between God and his people. God sets specific con conditions and he promises to bless us, not prosperity. He promises us to bless us if we obey these conditions. Making and keeping covenant qualifies us to receive the blessings of God. That's why tithing, that's why giving is important. It's not to... It's not so we can have a big bank account. It's, not, it's because it's in covenant with God. And then he can take that little that you have and make much out of it. Let's all stand if we would. Thank you. Can I just tell you, in Jeremiah, it says that God chose you before you were even born. We'll say, that's kind of weird. But he knew you before you were ever formed in your mother's womb. And so many times we, we, we lose sight that God is with us. He's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the person that's with you each and every day when you get up and you move. And it, uh, in that one part, and I don't know the verse, but it says, take God in your everyday, everyday things. Let God be the person who, who leads you and guides you and directs you and comforts you and, and gives you the power and the strength that you need to make it each and every day. Now that you know that God chose you before, God gives you the opportunity to choose him. You're chosen. But God says, I want you to choose me. And how you do that, it's not just saying a prayer. It's not just, it's giving your heart to God. Say, God, here I am. It's very simple. I'm a sinner. I need you. I've messed up. I need your forgiveness. I do accept you as my savior. And I want you to come into my heart and I want you to lead and guide and direct me in everything that I do. Once you know and you make that decision, then you can go, listen, you are a child of the king. If you've never given your life to Jesus, I tell you what, just make that decision today. If you wanna come up during this song and the prayer team will be up on the left and the right. I know we already had one altar call, but sometimes I think we need about five a service. How many need an altar call every day? How many need two or three or four altar calls every day? Praise the Lord. So if you want, need someone to pray with you, they'll be up here to agree with you. And listen, maybe you've walked with God and you're chosen. But I wanna pray this and I want you to make these confessions over yourself. We're gonna say these out loud. I don't know if I'll say them out loud or not. I just want you to know that God knew you before you were born. You gotta understand that. He formed you with his own hands. So sometimes when the enemy is trying to tell you that you're less than, no, no, no. I'm a child of the king. God made me. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. You need to speak those words. God has appointed me for a special purpose. 
Do you know that there's only one of you and God has a purpose for each and every one of your lives? I'm known by God, I'm loved by God, and I'm His. So as we get ready to sing this song, if you need prayer, if you, need to, you wanna accept Jesus into your heart, come up. Make that best decision that you'll ever make. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this message on the My Big Church podcast. We thank everyone who has given to support this ministry. To find out more about how to support financially or more about Big Church, you may visit our website, mybigchurch.com. If you live in the Louisville, Kentucky area and don't have a church home, we would love to have you as our guest at Big Church. We are located at 7209 Faganbush Lane in Louisville, and we have worship services at 945 and 1130 every Sunday. Thank you again for listening to the My Big Church podcast.